What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast. America is blue. Uh, unfortunately, not a not a great result today, but you know we we still we still do these anyway because there is uh, for better or worse a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack today uh, during Graham Potter's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad game in uh, his return home to the South Coast today. So, uh, per usual, Jay, you get the first word. What's your you know first thoughts today? It's hard to figure out even where to start with this dumpster fire of a game. Um, it, it it begins with you know, as soon as I saw the starting lineups come out, I'm like, wow! It's like we're, we're dipping into this bag of tricks and trying to whip this one out again. And it immediately brought me back to our last cast where you were like, all right, this worked. This is great. We played attacking. <laughs> Not sure how this is going to fly against some of the better sides in the Premier League. And you were mainly right. Um, I, I wasn't exactly thinking of Brighton when you were referring to better sides, but um, I think we can uh, I think we can leave this one in the bag moving forward. Yeah, it was it was tough to see. And and, you know, un- unfortunately, when I when I looked at the team sheet, I said, oh, man, we're we're really kind of taking a risk. I I was, you know, afraid of the high competitive environment, obviously. Um, clearly, these are open wounds. And the worst part about it is from from the jump, all you hear on on you know television is oh, that we've never lost in the league to them. They've never beaten us. Uh, you know, haven't scored off of off of a corner. They're the only team in the league that hasn't scored off a corner. I mean, they just kept saying it. I was like, man, they're just really like willing this to life. Uh, so um, I didn't feel great about the formation. I didn't uh, think that Raheem Sterling and Christian Pulisic should be playing, you know, as wingbacks in, in the Premier League. Uh, it's just it's tough to ask those guys to do that type of job. And uh, as a result, Trevor and Kukurea were both really exposed. Uh, you know, Sally March had more room to run than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, not a not a great performance, but uh, you know, I, I was initially excited, but I was brought down to earth uh, quite quickly. I'm going to start off by giving some credit out to Brighton. Right, you know, they look sharp. We did what we did, as incompetent as that was. That's how we decided to approach this one. Uh, they they exploited everything that we've been talking about and everything that we've been concerned about for weeks now with inexperienced or out of position, just, just not the right decisions as far as our wingbacks are concerned. If we are running a back three, they created overloads on those sides. We got stretched. There, you know, the our wing or wing backs, if you want to call them that, they were completely out of position because the game plan is for them to push forward. This was just it was not the right approach. It was poorly executed, even with the wrong approach, and we didn't change. We didn't change. We stuck with it for far too long. It it was that that part was that part was definitely tough to see too. But when when you see that type of formation, it, it just um you know, because it w- wasn't as as though it was a wild success at, at at the midweek point, you know, either get you know getting getting that W as big as it was, it, it wasn't you know the, the type of brand of football we'd really like to we'd like to see, and I just think we were we were definitely underestimating, ironically, uh, the side. You know, we were talking about, hey, this guy's gonna know, you know, this personnel 
you know, across the way better than anybody. And it seems like he just didn't have anything in the bag, uh, any adjustments uh, to make. And I mean, it was from the jump. I mean, Tiago Silva, you know, right from the gate, you know, he, he, he headed that, that first, that first, you know, attempt away. And I said, geez, I really hope that that is able to kind of settle everybody down. Uh, you know, and just, Oh, you know, we dodged a bullet there, but man, we were, we were dodging a bunch and it, it could have been even worse than the scoreline uh, indicated for sure. And that's what makes us so perplexing. You know, <laughs> we're not, we're not geniuses. Like we don't know anything better than professional managers of football clubs. <laughs> yeah. Right. We, we don't know any better. We're using our best intuition to try to piece this thing together as fans. You knew that these guys were going to be coming out gangbusters. You knew that this crowd was going to be heated playing against us, given everything that we discussed on our last cast. And then you go out there with a with a formation and a shape and players that just there was no way that we were going to be able to withstand that. And although we hoped that they would be able to and then settle in, start to get control of the ball, piece the thing together, there was just no opportunity to do so. We had two balls headed off the line within the first five minutes of the game. It was unbelievable. And it was actually, it was the biggest, um, the biggest crowd in their, in their stadium's history. Yeah. They so, were ready I mean, to rock. So, you know, every, everybody was, was, was rocking in there for sure. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, kind of almost disappointing to see how, how badly we, we missed the mark. It, it's just, just isn't even the the bad result. It's just how bad, um, how bad it could have been, it, you know? So the the thing I wanted to also talk about in particular about you know we had the Pulisic miss we had we had other guys that that weren't seemingly you know putting away chances we couldn't find the pass in the final third because you know we were we were slicing through the midfield pretty easily and and you know once we got anything in the 18 yard box Sterling had some you know poor touches and poor ideas you know no nobody seemed to have you know any any again any shots anything that was really testing the keeper uh until the second half and um you know aside from the from the Pulisic miss which I think was a little bit harsh but definitely one that he has to finish um it, it there, there was just not a lot to work with um we, we tried to to counter punch once we went down 2-0 but uh you know we couldn't get anything uh you know to, to go into the half with with a feeling like we we belonged in the game yeah, I think you know, maybe today we we break down unit by unit. It it is so hard for me. None of the players played really well. I mean, there was a couple of guys who I think Nobody. were at a at, at an adequate level, right? But this was just bad. And instead of really honing in and saying, "Oh, you know, it would have changed the complete complexion of the game if if Pulisic hits that one in or puts it on target, we get a rebound, we get a goal. Maybe then all of a sudden momentum swings. Sure. It is. I find it really unfair and very difficult to come down hard on individual performances, even as bad as some of them were when the players aren't stupid either. Do you think that these guys went out there feeling like, all right, we, we have the right game plan. <laughs> we have the right strategy. We're going to be able to go out there and do this. I'm sure most of these guys were like, what's going on out here? Okay. All right. Let's roll it. Let's see what happens. And when you have, this is a team sport. It's the ultimate team sport. And when you completely screw up such an important part 
of your lineup in a formation that really depends on wingbacks. The impacts are felt everywhere. I'm sure everybody felt out of sorts. You had the 100%. back line not feeling like they had appropriate outlet for the ball. They were making terrible passes. You had our midfield who, or defensive midfield, who were potentially looking to push up when they had to cover because our wingbacks were pushed all the way up the field and there was acres of space on both sides. So, you know, let's say, I'm sure we'll get into it. We can talk player to player, unit to unit, but this all comes back to a terrible idea and there was just never going to be the opportunity for this to be executed well. 100%. Well, I mean, we, we can definitely, you know, go unit by unit, but there's there's no doubt about it. it. It starts on the wings. And it was, you know, both both when you got two guys playing completely out of position, that's 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 just a really tough ask. Um, and, and, you know, w- you know, back in the day was the reason the reason why Hazard could just run and, and, and just do whatever he wanted is because William was running everywhere on the other side of the pitch to to kind of to even it out when there's no counterbalance. If you're going to have Pooley on one side, you got to at least have Chile or, or somebody else on the other. Having those two guys you know, playing those positions and who are, you know, genuinely offensive minded guys that they, they want to run at people. They, they, you know, they want to face, they want to dribble, they want to create. That is not what I want both of my wingbacks to be doing when that's not what they do normally. And, you know, them not tracking back was the story of the game. It was like it was impossible to watch, but what was more difficult was our lack of adjustment to it, and and uh, you know our lack of the ability to make some of the moves that I think you can make in game, whether it's a personnel switch or just you know a change of the system a little bit. Those guys can still be versatile if you if you give them a you know a, a chance to just maybe maybe be set up a little bit differently. Um, but uh, I, I just didn't think that anything was was going well. And we didn't, you know, make any any changes to to try to counter. Yeah, I mean that's it's the obvious area to start. Raheem Sterling has played for some of the top clubs in Europe. You start off at Liverpool. Why are you there? You're a young man. Why are you there? You're there because you are an attacking threat. Because you bring pace and you can cut through defenders. You can stretch the opposing team's defense. That's his game. That's what he does. That's what he gets paid handsomely to do. Yep. You go to Man City. This is what you do. You're playing for England. This is what you do. Same thing for Christian. You're an attacking threat. You're either a winger, you're a forward. That is your job. You've never been asked to have to have the awareness to deal with counters. You've never been asked to understand the spacing between you and a center defender in order to make sure that there aren't those acres of space outside where you can just get caught up or to deal with overloads on a side or overlapping runs. This isn't their job. So of course they played terrible because you're put into a role that you've never had to do. You've never been asked to do, nor should you be asked to do. And the, the injury to, to Reese James is not the excuse. The performance against an RB Salzburg team that although talented, and again, we were playing them away. They don't compare to the, to the pace and the intensity of a Premier League club, particularly with the dynamics of what was <laughs> yeah. going into this game. So how can you expect them to do what they are normally asked to do or to do something that they are never asked to do and to do it well? So it was just an unfair position for them to be put in. And of course they didn't get the job done, right? It was, yeah. it was, it was just a terrible idea. 
Uh, yeah, I, I didn't didn't like anything about it. Uh, but so but it's it's fair to talk, um, you know, about uh, about Brighton, um, the danger man. We talked about him going into the game was obviously Mr. Trossard. He, he proved it right away, right off the bat, creating chances, running, making, you know, wreaking havoc, uh, making the back line, at, you know, answer a lot of questions. Uh, his finish was amazing. Uh, on his goal, you know, his footwork was, you know, was, was well-deserved. And then getting the second goal in quick succession, like I said, they, when they just kept saying they haven't scored on the corner, they haven't scored on a corner, you know, it, it just felt inevitable. And, uh, you know, well, they technically deserved they to go still up. have it. Technically, oh. they still have it. I, I guess so. But <laughs> it, no, nonetheless, it, you, you felt you felt that coming. It, you, you just you just felt it coming. And. Then going down three nil, all I had in my mind was, oh my god, it's like it's Leeds. You know, here here we go, losing three nil to Leeds, losing three nil to to Brighton now. Uh, you know, the, you know, granted it wasn't over at that point, but it's it it felt like because of course, such a such a Chelsea game to lose, such a Chelsea way to to lose it, un, unfortunately, and just just not showing up. That's the that's the toughest part. You know, uh, give, giving something up at the end of the game or something like that—that's uh—that's just Premier League football, but not showing up. It just uh, seemed like the guys weren't up for the task. We've been we've been bamboozled a little bit because we've had this very quick succession of games. There's been this turnaround in the Champions League, which we've all enjoyed, right? This has been great. The fact that we've won our group going into this, though, I mean. As soon as the draws came out, you and I hit each other up and we were like, this is great. Like, we're not going up against any of the big boys. we got a great draw. We'll be able to fly through this. The, the level of competition there outside of AC Milan obviously isn't great, right? These aren't world-class clubs. And we've all been so happy with what we've done in the Champions League that, and, and the fact that we haven't had an L yet. Mm. But our performances against, against Villa, it was kind of the same thing. We went with the strategy. We came out here, and they were killing us. And we were lucky to come out of that game with a draw. We went up against Brentford. They were working us. It's like, what? The, what is going on here? United, wrong formation again. We had to change up. We finally started to turn the tides a little bit when we went to the back four. And now this. So for, leave it. You know, we're not getting it right when we're coming out onto the pitch. That's really concerning to me as far as the prospects for the Premier League moving forward. And thankfully, we do have the World Cup break coming up. Potter's got to get back to the textbooks. He's got to start figuring things out because we can't go into matches with the wrong strategy all the time and then have to try to figure it out on the fly. You have to go out in there with a game plan that gives you an opportunity to get something done and isn't just purely stupid. Then from there you make in-game adjustments and you start moving. But we're on the we're on our heels from the jump in these games. Would you ever think that like we would be dominated on the attack from those three clubs? It, it's it's hard Which to Chelsea, think about. What is that? It, it's 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 hard to think about. Well, especially you know with the money spent and it is it is really a shame how you know we have been a little bit decimated back there. Uh, the loss of Fafana in particular is is just a is a killer, and then you know with 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 Reese James, you know the world's best um, being out. It's it's th- those are tough things, but 
you know, that that's why you have a, a deep squad and and no excuses. You, you got to have the, the next man up mentality, but you can't go uh, in into the half down three nil to anybody and, and expect, uh, uh, you know, a result, much less, uh, you know, three points. But, we, you know, we, we showed some signs of life coming out in the second half. Obviously, uh, the, the 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 great goal by by Kai, um, you know, we, we showed a little bit you know, a little bit of uh, courage, a, a little bit of, uh, you know, more reckless abandon, if you will, a little bit more industry. But, uh, you know, it, it, it didn't amount to very much because it seemed to fizzle out quite quickly. Um, you know, we had to bring Mendy on, which is which is unfortunate, too, because, you know, Kepa's Kepa's playing so well. Um, and Mendy look definitely looked rusty, uh, you know, out there. He um, he was an easy he was an easy target of uh, of the Brighton fans. Uh, for 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 sure, um, but you know, another another sign of of us not being able to, I think, um, really counterpunch and try to either put teams away or really get back into the game because I think we had a chance to hit them back again, uh, you know, a couple of times uh, after we we scored the goal and we just you know couldn't find the pass, just just weren't neat enough, not not tidy enough. And uh, again, d- disappointing to see from the type of talent that we have. Yeah. And, you know, going into the second half, I was sure we were going to switch our formation up. I thought we were going to do exactly what we did against United because even with our injuries and they're unfortunate, but even with them, you still have Trevor who's been playing really well. You have Tiago Silva, who's one of the best ever switch to a back four. You brought Chilwell on. Right, you could still play Kukurea on the other side if you want to, although he's not been good. At, but you could have done that, and you could have fortified the midfield. You could have had guys who were more equipped to deal with the type of pressure they were putting on us, and in the area of the field where they were applying that pressure, and still nothing. Then, yeah, we do get the goal. Connor serves up a beautiful ball. Kai does his job by you know knocking that one home. Um, the reality is, though, is that in the in the bigger picture, I would have loved it if we would have taken that that that, that moment and built on it and gotten a result out of this, even if it was one point. Uh, right? It would have showed a little bit of fortitude within the team, but I still would have been absolutely heated about what we did going into this game, knowing what we were walking into. So, from a coaching and a man, coaching matters, and it really does. The players need to feel that. And, you know, composure, it, you know, is one thing, but you you, you got to kind of have that sense of urgency. That was the thing, like, you know, I thought when we scored, I was like, okay, you know, let, let's get the urgency. All right, guys, come, come on. And there didn't seem to be that what really needs to be that desperation that, you know, you know, keep running your heart out. Like if you need to get taken off, you get taken off that like, that's what happens. But, you know, everybody should be, should, should really be chugging. Um, you know, my my notes after, you know, they, they brought on Alba, they brought on Ben. Um, I like those changes uh, that actually made it, uh, you know, Christian was able to actually get the ball. He, he looked he looked bright a couple of times, you know, looking to create drive forward. But Kova was our only bright spot. His dribbling yep. through the midfield. I mean, he is such a beast like he that, like that guy is an animal. Like just just dribbling through the midfield, he's awesome. And he was he was our, like our only sense of of positivity. Kova seemed to be playing with the within the moment and playing you know with the the, the requisite energy and the requisite urgency. Nobody else seemed to be doing that, and that's why it was that's why it was frustrate extra frustrating to watch. 
he was the one guy I wrote down. He was the one guy who showed up to work today. I know yeah, everybody man. tried. I, I actually Con- Connor Connor wasn't bad either. I think he was he was fine, but um Kova he had a bunch of driving runs. He was just steamrolling at them. He was trying to create. It felt like he was trying to carry these guys to say, "All right, listen, yeah. we can figure this thing out out here." Uh, but the, again, you can't have one or two players on a squad. Like Kai Havertz wasn't bad, also. But if we say that there were three adequate performances out of our entire yeah. squad today, it's never going to happen. Particularly given the dynamics of this game, it was just never going to happen. Hundred percent, and and I mean, and and we had you know more more waste as well. Uh, it, it just I had you know there was a another opportunity on a on a set piece that was that was wasteful. Uh, you know, toward towards the end of the game, it, it's disappointing. You know, us trying to do gimmicky things. Uh, with with very little time left on the clock, that's not the time for these these training ground. Um, you know, ex- experiments. Get a ball into the box. Let let's try to you know execute you know the the old fashioned way. Get a head on it, you know. Get a foot on it. Get a glance, you know. It's anything, but just you know, n- not time for the not time for the gimmicky stuff. Just felt like everything went wrong today. Uh, you know, yeah. th- there's not a whole lot else to say. And then um, you know, giving up the the fourth goal at the end, it was just um, you know a deserved exclamation point for the for the gulls and their fans. Uh, a little, a little extra dirt on, you know, Grand Potter's grave from their perspective, uh, and you know they're they're singing a lot of songs and downing a lot of happy pints on the South Coast for sure. The four goals they scored today equates to the same amount of goals they put up in their last five Premier League games, three of which coming against Liverpool. Is that they bad? They have they have not been able to score. They have not been able to function offensively since the manager change. And they drop four on us. And do it easily. Uh, they, we, they we, did, we need to get back to not, the whiteboard. I mean hundred percent. It's a it's it's long look in the mirror time. Um and and you know, we we've we're always gonna keep alluding to it. The and the war of attrition is really about to begin. How many internationals do we have? I mean, it's it's almost the entire roster when 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 it comes down to it. So, um, you know, we're we're sending a lot of guys away uh, to to the World Cup. There's a lot of other sides in the Premier League that maybe don't have as many guys going away. Um, and and you know, the 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 World Cup in the middle of the season is the ultimate equalizer. Uh, it, it's gonna, it's really gonna put the league in all the top four spots uh, up for grabs, and we have to use that as an opportunity. Our coaching staff getting acclimated. There's a nice window of time there to get this ship righted. It's it's a good window of time for certain players to get healthy and be able to get back on the pitch, which we desperately need. And uh, although in the past I've said, you know, maybe the January window isn't the time to pressure into bringing in reinforcements. I mean, if we can find a smart buy to fortify our midfield, I think we seriously have to look at it. Otherwise oh, I mean, we're going to, we're going to be in trouble. I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Um, you, uh, you got anything else you want to, you want to talk about before we, uh, we head into the man of the match? No, I think I can leave the shit show alone. All right. Perfect. Me too. It's exhausting. 
So uh, we'll get into the man of the match brought to you by All Out Fitness. Uh, at All Out Fitness, they are empowering individuals to be their best selves. Jay, who is the best version of themselves out there today on the pitch for you? Graham Potter for Brighton. Excellent game plan. Oh, all right, all right. No, Look no, 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 at no, no, you, no, no. clever that was, boy. That was, yeah, there, there, go being cute. Um, no one on our <laughs> side. I, I, I'm gonna. I guess I have to get. I don't want to give it to anybody. Troussard. I thought he. Oh, that, I, I mean, thought he played great. He was lively. The goal was great. Footwork was nice. Uh, I hate having to give it to somebody on the opposing team, but I don't think anybody on our squad really deserves it. So that's he where I'm is going. indeed the choice. It is Mr. Troussard. Boy, was he a problem today. And, um, you know, he, he's, I think he's playing himself into a national, you know, spot too. That guy's, uh, that guy'd be pretty, pretty dangerous with De Bruyne and them. Um, you know, these, these Belgians just keep popping out of nowhere. It seems like, uh, a lot of satellite clubs, satellite club, hint, hint. Well, Hey man, get into uh, Belgium. the, the, The model, the model is coming. So, um, as we as we move past this uh, this this shipwreck here, um, and and try to to sail ahead to greener pastures, we are moving on to Dynamo Zagreb at the Bridge Wednesday at 4 p.m. We can try to get back into form. Uh, the only thing I want to know from you is, are you expecting to see a lot more changes, Jay? Do you think there'll be a formation change? I sure hope so. I mean, if he was afraid to experiment in these games, switching to a back four. You have a gimme game. Get guys out there who need some experience. Get Chuko Meka out there. Get guys who need a little bit more playing time so that you can get more familiarized with what you have. And then rebuild your idea of what this club needs moving forward. So I'm hoping we play with a back four. I'm hoping we experiment a little bit. And I hope we give some of the younger guys in our squad some playing time so we see what they've got. Agreed. Well, uh, it's always good chatting with you, my friend. Uh, ho- hopefully we'll have uh, something a little bit more positive to talk about uh, heading into uh, next weekend. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. We appreciate all the support. Uh, America is indeed blue. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks.